Manimal here. It's Friday, September 1st, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, Kevin and I, we've got some MLB news. We go around the AL West, how those waiver wires go. We've got a preview of Minnesota, and we've got a little bit of uh, minor league talk. So join us today, Texas Rangers with the boys. Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. We want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. This is your boy, Kev, a.k.a. YBK, Kevin Frazier. You can find me on the old social medias at Kevin Lee Frazier. That is F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. You can also find Texas Rangers with the boys on social media at TX Rangers WTV. And don't forget to check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. Oh, one word. Hey, and joining me from somewhere in America that's not Texas, some, I think, 700 miles away, the 300-pound animal, a.k.a. Bull, a.k.a. the man with the beard that never ends, a.k.a. the world traveler, a.k.a. the co-host with the most and some other nickname I can't imagine uh, right now, which I'll come up with later. Bull, how you doing, buddy, and where can they find you on social media? I'm doing pretty good. We're I'm actually in Holbrook, Arizona. Mm. It seems to happen more often than you would think. Mm. Uh, I, I know I've done the show from Holbrook, Arizona before, or if not, doing the show, staying there uh, on vacation while we were the show was going on for sure. But uh, this is the place where uh, me and Christy stayed in the teepees that one time. Oh, wigwams! They were wigwams. So wigwams. Uh, but I'm not in a TP today. I'm just at a Howard Johnson. Mm. Uh, me and me and my brother Mike are heading towards Phoenix today. We're gonna catch Phoenix in Baltimore tonight, probably with uh, Valley Sports pulled up and the Rangers on the side. Mm. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we're we're heading we're heading that way. Everything traveling was pretty good. So if you hear some cars in the background, it's because I'm just right off of Interstate 40 here. Um, but yeah, the, before we get on with the show, we got to tell people social media, right? So I'll, I'll tell everybody that they can find me Manimal Bull on Twitter, Manimal 300 on Instagram, and you can find me on TikTok and Facebook, both at Bull Pro. Mm, mm, mm. Well, not a whole heck of a lot of news today, but there is a lot to talk about. So Let's um, jump in the, to some of the news. We're not doing around the league very often that much, uh, that often. Hey, before, can oh, we oh, talk oh, about oh. Ronald Acuna being the first player to ever go yeah. 30-60? Yeah, because that's something Barry Bonds never did. Eric no. Davis never did it. Uh, no. Those are the only guys or that ever came Sago close, right? never did it. Yeah, no, well, like at least Barry Bonds and Eric Davis stole 50-60 bases. Because remember, Eric yeah. Davis – Almost went like 40-80 one year, I think it was. Because well, um, was a 40-40 guy. 40-40, yeah. 40-40, yeah. had Soriano was a 40-40 guy. But not many guys still in 60 bases and hitting 30 home runs or even close. Um, yeah. Maybe Ricky Henderson came a couple of couple of homers short of that. So uh, one year in his whole career. I, I had this really weird feeling about Acuna, man, that I just feel like he's a guy – that if he stays healthy and kind of keeps his nose clean because, you know, Wander Franco, um, right, right. you know, stays healthy, moves off, moves, moved off a of center field, right. 
already. Yeah, he's playing right. Yep. yep already already moved off, right. so he's already taken himself out of like injury kind of scares because center field for some reason you get hurt out there. Um I think I, I think he's gonna be like a fine wine, dude. I, I think we might be looking at a similar type of player as Barry Bonds that is probably just gonna get better with age. And as a hitter, with the thing that gives me the most the most um positive, I guess you would say like thing about him is the level of discipline that he has at the plate. Those guys tend to that doesn't go away. You know, those guys tend to have a long career because their on base percentage keeps them in the league. Shin Shu Chu, um, whether they're below average at everything else. I think Ronald Lacuna, man, might be the guy that we're looking at that could be a big time generational player. He was your MVP pick, I think, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he was. And he's one of those guys where it's just, you know, you've been waiting and waiting and waiting for him to really have that insane season where he puts mm-hmm. up like, like he's done this year, we have to make a new stat line for him. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, because no one's ever done this before in the game, and that's the kind of potential he's always had. And and mm-hmm. now, kind of, not that he wasn't living up to potential before, but man, I mean, the idea that uh, uh, you know you're making new stat lines for him, and I mean, you know, ten home runs in August, and he's a he's a forty forty guy, a forty. 40 70 guy or 40 80 guy i mean those are those are all new things those are all things that have never happened before in the big leagues and and you know you're seeing it now uh you know you can say what you want about the the new rules and all of that stuff but you know i watch jonah heim throw a guy out almost every night when he's mm-hmm. behind the plate so it ain't just easy yeah yeah no he you're right what he's doing is impressive and um really liking it um, and, and again, I, I think him with him, it's literally, he's the only thing to keep him from being a hall of famer. He's the only thing like, don't even like not even injury, like, because the way you play the game, as you go along, just like a quarterback, like at some point you got to learn that, like, if you're it, it, that five yards for a first down is not as important as you getting hurt and ruining the, the entire franchise's opportunity right. to be successful. And I think that's uh, something that he's starting to grasp. Yeah, and I hope that's going to be the case. But the Hall of Fame's a long, long ways away. Heck but yeah, right it is. now he's starting to put together things that are going to give him the contention to do that, you know. I mean, and, and that's, that's, that's what we're looking at now. And, man, good on him for a huge season. And hopefully he can, he can carry that momentum for the next decade. Absolutely, absolutely. So – um, jumping into one more quick thing, and this is Rangers rel- related because it's more of an update of our last show when we talked about all the waiver claims. Um, you know, Rangers had we had hopes that the Rangers might some of these guys might fall, but once we looked at that that list, it was like, uh, probably not. And exactly yeah. as we thought, probably not. Just some what what is Cleveland doing, man? You 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 and I talked about it off air, like it's update the people about what's going on here. Well, I mean, the first question everybody had is what is Cleveland doing, right? Because Cleveland here is a team that at the trade deadline, they sold being a a game back or a half game back of Minnesota. And then now at the waiver wire, here they are buying players and, and, you know, I mean, keeping teams from upgrading here in the late part of the season. And I guess it came out yesterday that – that Terry Francona isn't going to 
isn't going to coach anymore after this year or manage anymore after this year. Mm-hmm. So Cleveland is going for it. Um, but I mean, you'd have thought they'd have started going for it in April and not right. September, you know, uh-huh. at least would have went for it a little more in August or, you know, I mean, I don't know, man. Interesting, interesting. Uh, I feel like, uh, you know, when, uh, Jason Bateman and uh, the guy from uh, Office Space are doing dodgeball commentary on the movie, and it's like, oh, that's an interesting strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it work, works out for them, you know? <laughs> but I'm like, you'd have thought they'd have started trying to win ball games a couple of months ago if they were going to do this, but you know, more power to them. That was their right, is where they were at in the waiver wire, and. Uh, you know, they, they did get some good pitchers. Uh, Lopez and, and Moore and Giolito are all good pitchers. And I don't know that it's going to help them make up five games on the Twins, but uh, I hope the Rangers this weekend help them as much as, uh, as, much as they can. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just, um, you know, I, it's a really odd story. And it'll kind of be one of those stories that probably becomes a meme uh, unless – and if they turn and actually, like, do something – That'll even be more of a, of a meme, but, uh, you know, bizarre, uh, Renfro, I think, I don't know if he's mentioned it. Renfro goes to Cincinnati. I think that was the only, the guys we wanted, basically I was uh, the one, the only one I really wanted, um, was to get Matt Moore back just because I wanted him here all year. But, uh, yeah, we, we didn't get anybody. Uh, we don't have any real news on, uh, what the, what the Rangers were actually trying to get. Yeah, I was a little surprised that Cisnero cleared waivers. Jose Cisnero cleared waivers. He throws hard. I was a little shocked that maybe that he cleared. I was thinking maybe he might have a chance to go somewhere. But, uh, yeah, no, um, uh, the only guy that had really any kind of value that cleared, in my opinion, were the Cisneros there and then uh, Grichik. Grichik, yeah. So, um Let's let's talk a little bit real quick about one. Not a lot of Rangers news uh, as far as it goes, but we did have a, a little bit of a question that was kind of posed, and that was uh, who's going to DH versus left-handed pitchers when Garver catches. It sounds like a real ticky-tack thing, but when it really comes down to it, that that that's a situation that the Rangers are going to find themselves in down the stretch. And the question is like. Do they go get a bat? Uh, do they possibly, you know, September call-ups are coming up? Do they do they recall a bat? Maybe Sam Huff. Um, what what are the Rangers going to do for DH when uh, when they got a lefty and they got Garver catching? That that's the question. Well, I think probably most of those uh, bats go to Gar- uh, Grossman because yeah. Grossman hits righties pretty well. I think he does a good job against righties, and it seems like he kind of feasts. And you can go to once uh once the situation gets into a play where he's either you know you need a runner for him or you need something for him late in the game. You've got JP Martinez coming off of the bench, or if Jankowski isn't in the lineup that night, you've got those two guys coming off the bench to either you know pinch run for him or. Uh, you know, because he's a switch hitter, so you don't really need but him to, uh, you know, turn around or anything like that whenever there's a righty coming out of the bullpen. 
but at the same time, I mean, late in ball games, you've got good speed coming off of the bench. And mm-hmm. I think Grossman is one of those guys where there's absolutely nothing special about Robbie Grossman at all. But he's a big league baseball player that he hits big league pitching and he feasts whenever he's hitting right handed against left handed pitchers. You know what else is that, that, and we've talked about this all year as it relates to Grossman. And what, what another interesting thing about him is he's the king of stuff, and I'm using stuff very broadly because it is true, that doesn't show up on a stat sheet, especially as it relates to offensively. Um, because, yeah, his stuff in the defensive side of things does show up on the stat sheet. But when it comes to, like, key hits, key walks, starting rallies, those kind of things don't show up in a stat sheet. But he's been a guy that I would say even just the opening series – he justified his contract because he basically won one of those games all by himself. But um, he's one of well, those guys that, that I think we're going to be glad as the as we get through like into the the postseason and things start to people start watching this team more. He's going to be a guy that I think is going to show up big. Well, and, and another thing with him is is he sees pitches when he's at the plate. Mm-hmm. Um, he he makes pitchers work. He he's not he's not up there swinging first pitch. I mean, unless it's just something center cut that he's going to drive out of the ballpark. Um, he even when he gets down in a count zero and two, he probably still sees four or five pitches and that at bat. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, like I said, there's nothing just super special about Robbie Grossman. But um, when you look at what the the other options are, especially left-handed hitters, um, you know. Martinez, Jankowski, those guys, you're not trying to have them hit left-handed pitching. Um, Heim is going to be probably only hitting left-handed pitching if they bring something in late in the game against him. So for the most part, you're going to get Garver on most nights where you're seeing left-handed or uh, right-handed pitching. So when you see the left-handed pitching, who are you going to see in the DH role? I think it'll probably be Robbie Grossman. Robbie Grossman. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. What do you think about poss- the possibility of bringing up Sam Huff to have that extra right-handed bat? Do you think that's something they'll they'll think about doing? And, and that might be a good conversation worth having is who we think these September call-ups are going to be. Yeah, I mean, you, you only get two now. So mm-hmm. uh, if, if, if the idea is to use one of them for Nathan Eovaldi when he's ready, which I don't know that that'll be the case now that you've got two right now and you can always option someone back down. Yep. Um, Huff and Huff and Bradford are those guys that you have to you have to send through waivers or whatever. Uh, uh, Put them back down. Send them down again. I think I think they're at that point. So I don't know if those guys you know are at that point that they want to do that. Um, I just don't know. I, I, uh, but I imagine that the, there will be some pitching that comes up. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, bullpen help. Um, it probably can't, can't be Hernandez because he has to be back down for so long, um, unless it's an injury related thing. Uh, they might bring Brad Miller back off the DL to have a guy on the bench to hit. Um, I don't know if that's the case. I really, you know, I mean, there's options that they could go to. Um, bullpen help. Uh, starting pitching relief, uh, another bat, like you said, with Sam Huff. Uh, I don't know if Sam Huff is the case because it's tough to carry four catchers, but then you're also using a catcher at the DH spot almost every night. Sam Huff has been terrorizing pitchers at AAA right now. Yeah. 
so yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Because I mean, you have time, a little flexibility too. Because if you bring up if you bring up Huff, you know, and you need another position player because you don't want four catchers. Hedges is not really like crucial. Yeah, it's not like you have to have. Yeah, yeah, no, he's not I, crucial. He's kind of there for late situations to help the bullpen, mm-hmm. and and he does a good job of framing. So if they can get that bullpen extra strikes, you know, mm-hmm. they'll take advantage of it. And you know, Garver's one of those guys that late in ball games you may run for him if it's a situation where it needs be. Mm-hmm. And then you like having Hedges back there to catch and. Uh, you know, I don't know. They've got options. It's not like it's uh, – and, again, you know, we're talking about a team. This is a playoff team right now, and, and you know, so they're they're doing what they got to do to get to the uh, – to the stay in that playoff uh, uh, picture. And, and you know, whoever's the hot hand, that's what Bochy's going to go with. And, you know, everybody at AAA right now is the hot hand, so. Right, right. Well, speaking of hot hand uh... – Big Damo has the hot hand right now in Texas independent wrestling. And uh, we're going to get to see him in a cage on October 6th. Yeah. And I, I can't wait for this show. I can't wait for this match. I can't wait for to see what happens in the end and see uh, all the people's faces when, uh, when Damo retains that heavyweight title, the Trinity river heritage title from uh, Matt war pro, but October 6th at the Ridgely theater, it's going to be a big time. Not only is Damo McCullough going to be there, but Rick Savage is going to be there, and he's facing probably a man like, you know, back in the day when we were kids, the Texas legend was uh, uh, was Action Jackson. Oh. Back when we were breaking into the business. Well, I think the new Texas legend these days is uh, Franco D'Angelo. No. Franco no. D'Angelo is the Texas legend. Well, hey, Big Brick's going to gonna make a, gonna make him famous, dude, because uh, yeah. I yeah, think Rick no Savage, doubt. he's – He's fighting the who's who right now uh, in the world of professional wrestling. And uh, I, I think uh, I don't think there's a hotter heavyweight uh, going right now, at least in this region. So uh, having him and Big Damo on the show, I think it's going to be a great time. And I can't wait uh, to then, get out there and see it. And yeah, and, uh, and don't forget the old manimal. He's got uh, he's got his hands full with big Justin James. So. You know, oh. you know, you know well, damn well and good for the last two decades. I've been chopping trees down, so Justin James is going to be no different. And uh, on uh, Friday, October sixth, it's going to be a big time at the Ridgely Theater. We all know the Ridgely Theater now. It's just a stone's throw west of downtown Fort Worth, off of Camp Bowie Boulevard and uh, Interstate Highway thirty. And uh, we're going to have all the all the classics there: Kelly's Onions Burgers, Big Dogs Hot Dogs. We're going to have Starry's Ice Cream and Martin House Brewing in the house. So everybody come on out, check out this cage match. It's going to be the first ever Cowtown cage match at, till the end, Matt War Pro, Friday, October 6th. Be there early for the documentary, and uh, it's going to be a big show. Yeah, we're, we're pretty pumped about it, and I can't wait. Uh, we're going to have a good old time. Um, well, speaking of a good old time, the Texas Rangers are are primed uh, in this in this division battle to uh, have a weekend against the Minnesota Twins. I think it's time for some revenge. Uh, I also want to mention that the the Mariners play the Mets and Houston plays the Yankees. So it's going to be a, they're going to be off in New York uh, while we're up in Minnesota. And man, you got to no, talk about watching baseball scores all weekend. It's going to be a weekend. 
Well, we're going to be here in Arlington. Houston's going to be down in Houston, and uh, the uh, right, Mariners right, right. are up in, in New York. But either way, we're all going to be watching. Uh, we're going to be watching scoreboards this month. We're going to be watching uh, what the Rangers are doing, and uh, not just what the Rangers are doing, but what the Mariners are doing and what the uh, Astros are doing and, uh, uh, you know, the teams that they're playing. So it's going to be an exciting month. The Rangers firmly in that wild card uh, position couple and a half games ahead of uh, Toronto so you know the this is a big series with the twins because we saw the twins last weekend and they are very beatable yeah they look like they have as much trouble winning games as the Rangers do so um you know Friday night the Rangers got Scherzer going uh the 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 twins are countering with Joe Ryan who we got to see last Saturday uh against Scherzer the first time and uh you know, the Rangers kind of jumped on them a little bit, and uh, hopefully they're able to do that again this time through and uh, um, and Scherzer can and do what he did the last time against the Twins. Scherz Day is an official thing, and, you know, I, I, I've got a good feeling, man. I, I really, really do. I think that last, that last uh, series win really kind of was kind of hint, like we, we didn't get to celebrate it really enough because it was a tough loss. At the end of the series, plus losing losing that first place spot in the division, I think all of that kind of put a damper on on what really, you know, any other time of the year uh, would have been probably something that we'd have celebrated. So I, I think I'm happy with the Rangers coming out of this weekend with a series win. I think that's, you know, I mean, I, I think that's all you really want to shoot for right now going forward and, and, and hope for the best. I mean, if, if you can get a sweep, by all means, that'd be great. But we, we, we can't be freaking out every time we lose a game. We just need to make sure we're winning series. Yeah, and when you've got Scherzer going on Friday and Montgomery going on Saturday, you expect to win those series. Um, the, the, uh, Montgomery will be opposed on Saturday. Um, it's a it's a six fifteen uh, local time there. I'll, or I'm either six fifteen or five fifteen. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Uh, but either way, uh, Keuchel versus Montgomery. They saw Keuchel last week. He shut him down for for a handful of innings. So um, you know they got to do a little bit better against Keuchel this time through, and uh, uh, hope to get the same kind of performance that you've gotten from Montgomery every time that he's been on the hill for the Rangers so far this year. And that'll be that first opportunity to see who Bochi goes with uh, against a left-handed hitter uh, with that DH. Yeah, and I want to say something too about the Rangers, and and this is just something that's kind of been bugging me as of late, and it's something you won't say anything about when it happens once or twice, but it's starting to happen pretty regular. And I think if we can, if we can kind of reverse this trend a little bit, I think we'll see the offense that we've seen all year long. And that's like they seem to struggle against not so good pitching. I know it's weird, but like we've seen them put in performances against you know, Zach Gallen or Garrett Cole. Um, we've seen them go up against some of these top flight pitchers in the league and, and give them all kinds of trouble and, and, and go do really good against them. It almost feels like when they're, we're going against these lesser pitchers that maybe they kind of let their guard down a little bit. Now I don't want to blame the umpires because that that's a whole other issue of, of how it screws up the Rangers approach. But, you know, I, I would like to see them really, work harder against some of these lesser pitchers and beat these guys up because 
you know, you really need to be doing that. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, that that's one of those things that you got to like sometimes look at it and say, you know, those guys are professional athletes too. And they, mm-hmm. you know, they're getting paid regardless of what their stature in the big leagues is. I mean, they're there for a reason. And, you know, there's only been a, a couple thousand guys in the history of baseball that have ever played it. So, you know, you're good if you're up there. And, yep, uh, yep. you know, I mean, uh, in the case of Dallas Keuchel, he's a guy that's he's struggled these last several years. But this is a guy that was a former Cy Young Award winner and and had some really, really nice years with the Astros. So, you know, he can do it. It's just been a matter of of doing it lately. And, uh, uh, you know, I mean, again, those guys are all big leaguers, too. And, and some nights they have magic that they don't normally have. And and, uh, you know, and a lot of times, you know, you get a team that's not hitting the fastball well right now, like the, the Rangers kind of are, and you can win those games because you can focus on throwing more fastballs and not have to worry about uh, uh, beating them with junk. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, it, uh, they are professional pitchers, but we just got to, we got to jump on these guys and get and and, and beat up some of this, some of these other pitchers. These guys got pride, yeah. um, but you know, gosh, uh, one other thing I, I'm, Sundays I'm kind of what's that? Oh, I was going to say Sunday's another day where they're going to have to do that too. Yeah, and you know one other thing I wanted to kind of throw on the radar as I'm thinking about it is that I think event here pretty soon, if he hasn't already, Corey Seager is going to be like officially uh, a stats – like a guy that's officially in the stat rankings and everything. Yeah. I think he's going to have enough at-bats. And with Otani going down and all – I mean, honestly, what's happening in the Angels organization right now actually hurts Otani's MVP chances big time. And if Seager kind of continues, really all he's got to do is keep doing what he's doing down the stretch. I really think he has a shot at taking a chunk out of those MVP votes and really getting a solid look. And I've been saying it all year, and I feel like finally we're in a spot where I think he can do it. You know, another guy that I think we're going to see step up is Marcus Simeon. I just have a lot of optimism right now with this team and the, the, the leaders that they have on this team. And I'm pretty excited to see what they're going to do this weekend. Well, and rightfully so. I mean, there's still a lot of talent on this baseball team, and there's, uh, you know, the dog days are over now. It's September. Yep. You gotta. There ain't no excuses anymore, and they're they're as healthy as they're going to be for a little while. And uh, you know, you got to roll with what you got, and what they got ain't bad. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, now it's a matter of going out there and performing, and 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 turning up and hitting the fastball more, and and not getting fooled so much out of the zone, and that. Uh, that includes Leody Tavares and Zeke Duran down at the bottom of the lineup. They need them to do what they've done, you know, over the course of the last couple of years, or I mean, the last couple of months prior to uh, August. And you know, this is this isn't a bad team, and they're in a you know, it's doom and gloom because they aren't in first place anymore. But they're still a playoff team, and you still gotta you know you you know get what's Jerry for? You'd think this town would be. Uh, ecstatic with them being in the playoffs because Jerry Jones has preached to this town for how long that, oh, just getting that tournament, just getting that yep. tournament. Well, I mean, the, that's what the Rangers, that's all they got to do is just getting that tournament because they got starting pitching that can win in the, in the, in the playoffs. It's just now a matter of, you know, can the bullpen hold up enough? And, and that's going to be a question and that's going to be scary down the line, but you know, we're starting to see Will Smith correct himself and, you know, we've seen good Chapman at certain points this year, and we've seen good Josh Spores, and and now it's just seeing those guys on, good on a regular basis, and 
and and you know uh, it's just going to all have to come together here in September. And, uh, you know, if it doesn't, they're still in a good spot to make a playoff push. Uh, you know, regardless of how bad August was at certain points, that was still a 15 and 12 month for the Rangers. If you win 15 mm-hmm. games every month, you're going to win 90 games in the big leagues. Yep. Uh, and don't forget, don't forget Bruce Bochy. And I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm, I'm on this now, so I'm not getting off of it. Bruce Bochy has won world championships with teams that have won 88 games, 92 games, and 94 games. We cannot forget that we have a, a battle-tested, strategic coach that knows how to win in the playoffs. He's thinking long-term all the time. And, and the, I think and the same team, thing can be said about ahead. Mike Maddox, too. True. Yeah. No, Everywhere true. These guys have done it. Yep, they've done it. So, um, so really pumped up about it. Uh, let me tell you something else. I'm pretty pumped up about unless there's. Uh, well, um, we got. I want to give you the matchup for Sunday real quick. Let's go. Um, Sunday, it's Kenta Maeda versus John okay. Gray. And like I was saying, you know, Kenta Maeda, he's one of those guys that you need to beat up. He's got that uh, very important four six nine ERA. Mm. That's probably mm. the greatest ERA that you could probably have, right? Uh, well. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> uh, but but John Gray's been re- remarkably good lately for the Rangers. Uh, pretty much, you know, one okay outing out of his last several. That every one of the other ones have been really really good, and he's put his team in a position to win every time he's been out uh, uh, the last several times through. And uh, you got to imagine the Rangers are looking to to win this series. And uh, now we can move on to the next thing. Yeah, so, bro, let me tell you how pumped up I am for everybody to hear our top 40 prospect list. It'll probably be probably be the last one we do. Until, uh, like, for December, the yeah. Season. Yeah, till, till offseason. Um, really, really pumped about it. And, and what it's helped me do is, like, get these guys on my radar and I keep an eye on them and, like, just, you know, like the Wyatt Langfords of the world. Uh, you just, just – he just keeps doing stuff and – it is helped educate me on the minor league system and, and really how things work, but also giving me a lot of optimism for the future with this Rangers organization. And there are 40 guys that we have ranked within the organization. I say we, you have ranked uh, in our last two down on the farm with the boys shows, which is our exclusive content. Uh, we've talked about them. We give you the rankings guys that you haven't heard their names or haven't heard a lot about. We do talk about them a little bit. Well, you'll know where everyone stands as far as the boys go uh, in the minor league system. So our top 40 list is out. It's uh, we, we call it our top 20 and our next 20. Uh, both of those are in our exclusive content, $1.99 a month. And that's all it costs. And you get all your Rangers minor league news. The cool thing is, is these shows uh, are somewhat um, not like, like day-to-day news. They're more something you can go back and listen to. And it'll and and you can listen to it kind of in a in a kind of over you know how you can binge listen to stuff. So the, these shows are a little more timeless than our than our free content. So you can subscribe now, go start right back at the beginning, and get all the way caught up on everything that has to do with the Rangers minor league system. Learn everything you need to know about these guys and know what's going to really what's coming in the future. So really excited about it. Had a lot of fun doing it. And I really can't wait to see what happens in the minor leagues this year in the playoffs. And we'll be talking about that as well in the upcoming shows. So $1.99, go to our website, texasrangerswiththeboys.com. All one word. 
or to our Spotify page to subscribe. Um, I think that's all we got for today, man. I, I we did yeah. have a lot, but it was here, fun talking baseball. Here, uh, I got a couple of quick minor league notes, real quick. Uh, okay. Our our guy Aiden Curry, who uh, okay. made a big jump in our list this uh, recently, was promoted to Hickory. Okay. And uh, um, Wyatt Langford on Tuesday night in a blowout was pinch hit for uh, late in the game. And uh-huh. I didn't take much into it, uh, take much into account of it at that time. But okay. uh, since then, he hasn't played. So mm. um, I don't know if there's something there. I don't know if, uh, you know, who knows? Uh, I'm sure the kid's already at this point played as much baseball as he's played at any point in his career this season. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, who knows? I just wanted to point that out. And that's some, that's some news that doesn't just pertain to minor leagues because everybody's excited about that kid. Yeah. Yeah. It does pertain to minor leagues, but let's hope, let's hope the best for it. If, if worst case scenario, he needs to be shut down. The good part is we're going right into off season and he's got a bright future. No reason to, to push that, push the envelope there. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and close it. I'm going to go ahead and take it home for us. Let's do um, it. Yeah. Don't forget to check us out on social media, TX Rangers, WTV. Don't forget to check out our website, Texas Rangers with the boys.com one word. And don't forget to check out our exclusive content on there down the farm with the boys, just $1.99 a month. And don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite uh, Spotify or your favorite podcasting platform. So for the weekend, oh, you want to make quick predictions? I got Rangers winning two out of three. Yeah, I'm going to stick with that too. I don't, I don't think they're going to get all three. They, they, one of those guys will get them. So there you hear it. There's the last, the last word. So for the 300 pound minimal, this is your boy Kev. We are Texas Rangers with the boys, and we are signing out.